Okay. Texted me Friday and said, uh, would you give the message Sunday? And I go, well, yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, what would you like me to uh, talk about? What direction would you like me to go? And he says, well, whatever you're led to, which is a dangerous thing to say to somebody with my kind of thought patterns. So I started contemplating what, what does the Lord want me to say? And, and the first thing I go to is just something that I thought would have been safe and maybe a little interesting for people to hear. And But I didn't have peace with it. And uh, Saturday morning, you know, I'm, I'm thinking still, what, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? And I felt dropped into my spirit the word expectation. What's your expectation? And, and I always, when I get something like that, I always look it up to, to get, you know, we all know what the word expectation means, but it's good to review. It means a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Well, what's your expectation, Greg? And so I, I sat and thought about that, and and I told Terry this two months ago when I was in Montana. I was sitting and contemplating, and I, again it dropped into my spirit a word from the Lord. I thought, and not trusting myself completely. I uh, went ahead and I put it into my phone. And I told Terry, yeah, I've got something. I don't know what it means, but, you know, I put it into my phone. Well, the date the Lord gave me was today, 1218. And the word he gave me is, you will see it. Mm -hmm. I go, expectation. Mm -hmm. You will see it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's more to that. I don't know if, you know, whatever, but that just took hold in my spirit. And I said, that's what I'm going to preach on. Now, Lord, what do I talk about? You know, where do I go? And again, it's, it's got surprising and he's not surprising. <laughs> He led me to these verses, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read quite, you know, a number of verses to you, and they all revolve around the birth of Christ mm. and His coming. So just bear with me as I I read these, and I want you to think about these people, what their expectation was, and will they see it? So let's, we'll start, and you don't have to turn to these, but it's in Luke 1, 26 through 35. And most of these verses we've, we've heard because we've been to enough Christmas services. But I, I, there's, a, there's a place I want to go, and I want you to, just to get an understanding here. So let's start with verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. 
The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, for you are highly favored, and the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled, and at the word she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God, and you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the father of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit came upon the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. Then I went to Luke 1, went back a little bit. Because there was, there was another message that someone received, and it was Zechariah. And this is chapter 1, verse 11. And an angel said to the Lord, appearing to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense, when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son. And you are to give him the name John. There's a, and these are all people who are given an expectation of something that they might they might become aware of. The next one I have is in for the shepherds, Luke 2, 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living in the field nearby, watching over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. I find it interesting they were all afraid when they were told something, when they got a message. Now you got to go back to. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Matthew, real quick. And it's and it's just uh, because of the magi's are mentioned there. And this is in Matthew two, one and two. And it starts as after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born of the king of the Jews? We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. And then I moved to verse 9. And it says, After they heard that the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen in the east, they went ahead with, until they stopped over the place where the child was. 
When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child and the mother and his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then after, after Jesus was born a short time, you know that the tradition was to have the child dedicated, let's put it that way, go to the temple and have a child presented at the temple. And that's in Luke 2, and it starts with verse 25, where I'm going to start. And there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting. Let you think about that word. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which is to have heard in the sight of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. And the child, his father and mother, marveled at what he said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to them, Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against and that the thoughts of, of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Then the, another woman comes upon the scene and that's Anna. And it goes on to say, there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of of Hamuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow, and she was at the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And I was led to those verses because first, each one of those people were given a great expectation. They, they were even afraid of the expectation. They didn't understand. Even when, you know, it says, when Simeon said this about Jesus, the parents didn't even understand. Mary and Joseph didn't understand. But there's a few things in there that I drew off of other than the amazing story of Jesus' birth and how God was in it. That he included the lowly shepherds who had sat out in the field looking at the, the back ends of sheep day in, day out probably not very well educated and brought them in to see Jesus. 
And he brought the Magi, who was considered the wise, wealthy, esteemed. And he gave them a sign and brought them in to see Jesus. And then Anna and Simeon. And both of those have struck me that when they were given a word, they hung on to that word. And if you realize both of them were very old, it says she before. I, if you look back, I think the typical lifespan of somebody back there was 40 years. Here's an 84-year-old woman, day in, day out, Frank. And never gave way to her expectation not being filled, fulfilled. And Simeon having the word, he would he would not die until he saw the Christ. And it just it just struck me how how faithful God is, but how all these people had no real understanding of a lot of this stuff until they received a word of prophecy. How important a word to a person is. I don't think Mary understood. I don't think, and I didn't read anything about Joseph into into this, but I don't think he totally understood. But that word of prophecy gave him an expectation that something in the future was going to happen. And how important it is for us to hold on to the words that the Lord has given us of things that are going to happen in our future. Too quickly, we we take things, maybe a word given to us or an emotion we had, and we put it away into a drawer like a old picture, only to be pulled out years later and go, oh, I remember one. And your life goes about you and and you wonder about things, and some become very cynical. You know, that why should I even hope this will happen? It'll never happen. You know, I will be disappointed. So I might as well not even hope it's going to happen. And I go back to Simeon. You know, year after year, waiting in the temple. And I think how many times the Lord has given us words that he's spoken to us and and we have taken for granted. We have looked through the filter of the world at it instead of the Christ-centered filter. That who we are in him. And it, it it is just sad and disappointing sometimes when people just ignore because God will and the Holy Spirit will not force themselves on you. 
Simeon could have stayed away from the temple, off somewhere, and done his own thing. Shepherds didn't have to go and see the baby. The Magi didn't have to follow the star. They didn't have to. But they had an expectation of something far greater than themselves that they would be a participant in. And I guess what I want you to understand is don't take a word given to you or however the Lord gives it to you. If it's a star, if it's an angel, it it would be great to see an angel. That would, I'd probably forget what he said just by staring at him or her. (laughs) Don't take it lightly and just put it away like an old photograph in a drawer. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter how old you are. You have Anna at 84. Simeon, who was old. Greg, who was old. And don't take those things lightly. Because time is not in God's spectrum. Things come about as he wills. But if you, if you take his word and you, and you don't, as Mary did, hide them in her heart and, and contemplate them. Even though she didn't understand everything, if you do that, you will never see that expectation come to life. And I think that's what bothers me so much about so much of the church. We like the, the, the thrill of it, but we don't like the patience of it. We like a word of prophecy. And believe me, for, you know, for people who, who get a word of prophecy and, and just carelessly throw it away. And there are some things that don't resonate, and that's, that's quite all right. But if you're honest, you'll know every once in a while somebody will come and just touch you with a word that they have no understanding about. And each one of these people I talk to you about had a word of prophecy some way to build their expectation. And every one of them were met. They got everything that the Lord was going to give to them. So I guess I just want you to, again, not discard words given to you. And I want you to judge and not quickly accept everything given to you, but listen to the Lord and ask the Lord because I said, Lord, what do you want me to speak about? He goes, expectations. He didn't, he didn't write it out for me, but I know it was him. And I know two months ago he told me, he says, you will see it. Well, now I know what you will see it means. My expectations, I will see. And I pray that your expectations will come to light to you in the Father's time, and you will understand. 
And really, that's that's the that's the crux of the whole thing I wanted to share with you. But do not give up on your expectations.